0: Today, I was really excited to be able to speak to Stephen. Stephen is the survivor of two near-death experiences. And on both occasions, he went somewhere and met some people. And we're going to get into that a little bit. And we're going to chat some about it and hopefully do some more episodes. Thank you, as always, for listening. It's appreciated. Hello, welcome to the David Watson podcast. Thank you for joining me. And yeah, the reason I reached out to you is because I saw a video of you on YouTube as, I suppose, well, it's described as a near-death experience. I'm not, I don't know whether that's the right way to describe it. And one of the things that I found interesting, more interesting with yours than I have with anyone else's I've seen, is one that's happened twice. And, but the other was your actual experience of it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was uh, quite different. (laughs) It's all been quite different. Uh, Like I had the the one at four and run over completely by a car, basically dragged because the woman didn't know she had hit a child. She was drunk, kept dragging me down the road under the car. Um, So that was the first, you know, the worst one. The other one I flipped the car over five times, uh, wasn't as, uh, you want to say clinically passed as I was the first time, but it was very jarring. And then, then that's when I went in for surgery and the voice and the being that had spoke to me when I was four, that was very hard to recall. Cause at four years old, I knew by feeling something had happened, but I couldn't remember. I couldn't pull the images up in my mind. And it was later in my life when this voice returned that somebody just cracked my head open. And it was all these images and visions and, and psychic stuff, which, you know, I didn't believe in any of this stuff up to this point in my life. I would lived a pretty normal life. I'd had little glimpses of, you know, the divine showing up to save me i can't count how many times you know so many times i was convinced that i was not allowed to leave <laughs> so uh and when the voice showed up again spoke the same exact words said my name told me everything was going to be all right and it was the same voice and then, then that that was it it was like energetic madness within my nervous system between my shadow and this other divine energy that had just showed up and really trying to discern what was me truthfully, what was false and really trying to find answers in my path. And it changed my personality drastically too at the time. Um, Gosh, I'm not so unconvinced that we're not quantum leaping into this experience. You know, Um, there's so many people coming in with these changes and they're here to obviously enlighten humanity and and show humanity more of what it is it's like it's all a lot to comprehend so it's like i'll take it day by day i work on my state of being as love yeah and i realize that's the best thing i can give to the world is to allow that to flow onto the next person and the next person and we all seem to connect in this quantum field if we can all embody love no matter what our skin color is our gender no matter what it is so one thing we have in common is this quantum energy generator we have in our chest but we seem to become disconnected from it and if we can reconnect our mind and that's what i teach people how to do is we use our mind to control our heart to heal our body anyway that was a lot so i'll let you speak
0: no no sometimes
1: i don't expect what i'm gonna say so
0: no no I'm, i'm all good with that i'm all good with that he's because that's what I mean. So like I said, because I rewatched your the video um, before, you know, about half an hour ago. And as you were talking, um, it reminded me of I've had this happen to me twice in my life. But the one that was r- really the one that always stands out for me is I was doing a meditation once. And I'm not sure how long I was out for. I'm not sure where I went. But what I remember from it is I was sitting on top of a mountain and I can still see the blue sky and I can still see like a, like a a white fluffy cloud sort of thing. But in that moment, it felt like infinity, but uh, I could Mm -hmm. tell that I was connected to everything that's ever happened and everything that will happen. But I can't explain it. I don't know how to articulate it in words because it was a feeling. It was a sense of all knowing. Mm-hmm. and I like I said I don't know if I was in that meditation if I was there for an hour or a second but it felt like eternity in the nicest most wonderful possible way and I'd never felt so calm and okay with everything that's in my life than I had at that moment but I've mm-hmm. never also never been able to reconnect to it and I, I, and I said for a while that I chased it like a heroin addict just tr- constantly mm-hmm. spending every waking hour trying to meditate my way back into that space. And it, it never happened again.
1: So we should it's probably- a charge that I, yeah, it's a charge I chase it's quite a bit myself.
0: Yeah. And I think that's possibly when I was watching your video, you talk about the, we all have in our own blueprint. But in that, while you were, Kind of, I think it was you described it as like a wagon wheel or a circle of love, and you're in the center, and you could see how all of the energy and thoughts you'd ever sent outwards how they'd reflected mm-hmm. back to you. And you mentioned about all of the unkind things that you'd said that you had to heal from because they were all out there, yeah. And I was, just... yeah,
1: they were all kind of connected to this, this quantum, I don't know, screen. It was kind of like a, a screen around me. And I had sent these projections out to have interactions with reality or myself or, you know, this energy that we're creating doesn't die. It can't be destroyed. It's always there unless it's transformed. And it was like I was awakened to that all around me, what was kind of going on behind the scenes. And um, it was I was awakened to it later. And then I was able to see them and experience them. And understand that these were generations of my own uh heart field and then they were uh things I had formed not only interacting with myself and my self-sabotage, and I was really hard on myself growing up, uh, going from the childhood programming and stuff. So a lot of it was that. And then there was other ones mixed in, and then I realized that I was just seeing some sort of projection of energy and it was playing itself out in in real time and I was connected somehow with it. So I had to change my frequency and to turn the dial, the tuner. I'm like, I'm getting out of this. And it wasn't until I really was able to witness myself till I could understand myself. And I think that's what I was missing in my early years was I never took the time to look at myself as an observer of my experience. If I were to watch a movie and it were two hours. It was a movie about Steve's life. Would I like that character if I didn't know him? And, you know, different things like that.
0: So in terms of how people um, move around the world, how they like sit in their own being, what do we get right? What do you mean? Like, in in terms of how we... Uh, project ourselves energetically because a lot of these things get caught up because of things like the secret law of attraction. And although I believe uh. there is an element of that truth, I still believe it's more the, for want of a better term, God lies within. So, like the universe for me lies mm-hmm. within, and if we can harness that or understand where that is in our center, we can project that. But it, it's it's not materialistic which I think is where the confusion lies with people.
1: Right. No, it's just more of a receiving of, of abundance. And it's kind of, however it comes. If you want to, you know, if you spend your time manifesting, but you don't cultivate love within you, it's going to be for now. It's going to come crashing down. Um, But if you spend time cultivating love, you deserve to have a rich experience. Now, does that equate to having a Lamborghini? Like I see some of the spiritual healers and and gurus and things like that. For me, that doesn't work. For me, it's like I'm never going to change because I spent so many years in my youth being who I was. And now I understand, you know, this part of me I've integrated. And I understand it's about authenticity for me being authentic is wearing a shirt if it has holes in it. It's driving my Jeep Grand Cherokee. I don't need anything extra because it feels so good for me to be connected. As far as what we're doing right, I think when we surrender ourselves to change and allow ourselves to be changed, because that's the only thing that's never... uh, That's the only thing that's going to stay the same is change we're always going to be changing and transforming. So I think we get that right for sure when we surrender ourselves to be transformed by this energy and understand it's safe to open my nervous system again and relearn these feelings that I learned made me feel bad before. Um, I also don't want to attach, and I'm going off off script here but you don't you don't want to attach to anything you're feeling in your daily life because you're not the feeling you're the one feeling it and it's passing through your system and it has data and information and it's trying to teach you something and it's there to teach you do its job and move but not if you don't come in that space with authority And what is that authority it's embodying love and kindness and those things that don't allow lower frequencies to propagate in our nervous system, in our subconscious. But I don't know if I even answered your question.
0: <laughs> yeah, you did, because it's. I always find that whenever um, I get into conversations like this, that we're all kind of searching for an answer. I think that's why people are obsessed with is their life after death is their, a meaning of life. For some people, mm-hmm. it's, it's a fear that this, will, this is all there is. And for other people, it's because there's some form of satisfaction that they're missing some sort of knowledge or they're missing some practice in their life. And it's it's like an instinct that there's more to this, that there's more, there's something Mm -hmm. greater. And I remember as a child, I was always something wasn't right. And I, I don't mean like internally, well, maybe I was, but I was always like, no, no, this isn't reality. This isn't real. There's something missing. And I was raised as a Catholic and I could kind of connect with some of it, but not the rest of it. And many, many years later, so it'd be about 10 years ago now, I wrote a book on reincarnation and I put in the forward of the book that when I was in these positions that I'm writing, it always felt like there was seven people talking into a well and I could sense what they wanted me to write. And that's i don't know how that's that's pretty
1: wild yeah and i don't yeah, know how i've I'm had just... clients i've had clients report those seven beings um right. a couple of them in um as we're doing a session they're inside some kind of castle and the seven beings are around them and they're shooting a light down on them
0: yeah so uh, for me i and it didn't happen every time i started writing but I'd be writing about the the the, the story of the, uh, reincarnation and it was from the point of view of a guy who committed suicide and he, as I would be writing the story, if I ever, the odd time I tried to visualize where the information was come from, I just saw these seven people and I would just literally, I'd just be typing and I wouldn't stop. And then, then it would go mm-hmm. and I'd be like, all oh, right, I'm done now. <laughs> and you know, there'd be so- nothing left that, that I could write. And then it for a few days nothing could happen
1: so people uh, like something else i learned in my journey that i was shown was that okay people have a higher self and a lower self right they can embody one energy to the other well i was also told we are both demon and angel and it's our choice of free will to embody these frequencies heaven is within so nothing is taking place on the outside. It's all within us. It all goes through us. And we can embody the frequencies of the angels, or we can embody the frequencies of the demonic princes that serve all these other things. And we see it carried out on people by acts that you look at and you say, how's that even possible? Because you're looking at neural hijacking now, you're looking at so much energy that was created. It's now overriding rational thought. And if you look it up, the uh, neuroscience term is neural hijacking, but they don't understand the spiritual context of it. Um, and the seven beings, the seven archangels, are frequencies that exist through us. They're light, you know, like when you sh- you shine the light through uh, a prism and it turns yeah. all different colors. Yeah. So. And they give us the creativity and the motivation and the, the, all that. You know, I ask them through the christ you know because that's who i work with i work with holy spirit the christ and i came to understand the christ as a singular aspect of love and jesus as the messenger who told us how to achieve that and but people haven't followed you know a largely the church hasn't followed their own purification they have not followed jesus christ
0: yeah no i think most people if you've if you've ever spent any time kind of studying anything with Christianity or a, a, any of the religions, what they said and what their actions just don't align in, in any way, shape, no, or No, for way. sure. And it, it um, was always the biggest power grab ever witnessed in history.
1: Yep, yep. And uh, they keep a lot of people in, in chains with shame and guilt and this and that and they want to be the middleman. And No, one of my past lives was a Templar and a lot of these things i didn't go searching for it was visions and feelings and experiences and confirmations i'm a big confirmation guy i am a skeptic to the bone dude so when i see something i'm like no no freaking way show me again show me again and so sure enough i was a templar and they purified and separated themselves from the church and they found that door to the christ within themselves. Uh, through their rituals and things like that. Um, So for me, it's about definitely all of us being a fragment of God and nobody's separated by the kind of clothes they wear, the kind of title they have. You know, someday when I have a healing ministry um, and it's coming, I will be sitting on the floor equal to everyone else. And they will know that they, they are me and I am them. And that's it.
0: In terms of if somebody was to start, like I said, so I've, I've explained that that time where I, – I, that time I can't explain is when I was sat on that. And like I said, it, it's so hard to describe as a feeling. How, how do you practice trying to get back into that space?
1: or more- I practice my charge because if I can use my mind – to create a high charge of love within me. I'll use memories. I will use memories about how things felt, but that they will particularly not be attached to a person. They will be an experience and I don't attach them to people. So there's no interference of their lower energies. So I will sit here. Like I just had a session before you. And before I get started, I will sit here and i will do my breathing and i will think of all the moments i felt love moments and experiences and they will they will begin to add up until that charge becomes so much it lifts me up uh the last client i had she's like that vibration was off the charts i left my body she she actually felt herself leave the work being done and and, and she kind of it's almost like you become untethered Because you're able to ground yourself so much in love. And that's the zero point. That's what created everything. Um, Yeah, I work myself back to that charge. I always keep my system maintained like a computer. I don't allow junk programs to run and not address them. I don't allow uh, lower data in a massive amount to enter my nervous system and not process it because it's going to get stored, it's going to get imprinted to my cells. So I look at myself a lot like a computer. Because if you go to the store, well, okay, so your hard drive is your subconscious. That's where your programs, all these things and experiences are stored. Your waking consciousness is your operating system that's running these programs. But they're stored and they're imprinted from your neurons and your synapses and they keep you bound and uh we can release those but if you go to a store you buy a computer a laptop you bring it home works great in a year or two it's probably slow because a lot of the data has accumulated and caused problems processing so i'm always commanding my system to uninstall all lower data and I'm always reinstalling a program of divine love, divine blueprint. And that was something shown to me during my NDE. And so I'll back up a little bit and say, when I was hit, you know, I, I remember a blur going down the driveway. I come out between two cars and, you know, then I'm hit by this car coming down the road and, it fades to black. Well, I see myself all of a sudden I can see myself. I'm looking at myself. I see my eyes rolling in the back of my head. Everything turns black. Then it comes back again. And I'm sitting with this being of light and I almost forgot where this was going. So hopefully I don't. <laughs> so I turned to the being and, you know, ask him what had happened. I noticed they have long white, white silvery hair. Uh, same color robe and i can see like the bottom of the robe the hair because i'm like kind of leaning down and as i turn they have no no face only light for a face and we're speaking and i'm remembering okay i'm not you know using my mouth i'm becoming aware of this but we're talking there's no one else around i look at this being i'm as we're speaking i'm being drawn to the face and then that's when i see what i would think heaven would look like Uh, colors everywhere. The colors were breathing. They were alive. People, seniors, kids, laughter, a kite maybe. Um, But I'm being pulled in and I want to go and they won't let me go. They're like, well, we need to show you, you know, it's not your time yet. We have some things to show you. And all of a sudden I'm in this other space and it looks like a blueprint. It looks like graph paper. If you were to draw a blueprint of a building and then, you know, the building is there, you can still see the building, but there's a blueprint behind it. And then that's when they told me, okay, this is quantum field. All human beings have a blueprint of themselves in this field. And that blueprint doesn't die. It's the image of God you were made in. It doesn't rust away like a 1955 Chevy, but you have to use your free will to claim it and integrate with it um, and want it. So similar to a computer and a restore file, we have this file or this energy and image available to us in the quantum field. And so I consistently claim that as my identity, and as I identify myself as the image of God, these false identities don't want to stay. So I think I rounded that off.
0: Yeah. So in terms of...
1: Maintenance, self-maintenance, sorry. <laughs> no, self-maintenance, no, I, I'm always like... self made.
0: I'm listening, and I'm trying to. I'm processing what you're saying. And funnily enough, in my book, there's a thing about somebody that meets an angel, and it's exactly how you describe that that one that you met. Because um, I actually describe him as being faceless and just like a light that looked yeah. human, um, but spoke without saying words. And so, in terms of like, is it a meditation practice where? So, so say I come to you for the first time. And I want to mm-hmm. find a way to tune into the charge. Yeah. Do I do I start with, and s- say I've put myself in in the build up to you, um, before I've ever met you. I've, I've come from a place where I've been quite negative, especially in terms of introspection. What my validate how I validate myself, what I think my self worth is. So, does it start with a protest? protest yeah probably um a process of actually if if not being able to access memories of love imagining what that love yeah. would could feel like
1: yeah you're cut off from that feeling yeah you're numb um we start by connecting what well, what i was shown was the trinity okay i was shown the trinity is real the trinity is a, also a circuit it's not just what we say in english words Okay, there's more behind that. Um, I help them connect to the Trinity circuit, call the energy down through their crown, connect to their heart, and then we we ask that to expand, and we hold that field. And this is our higher self. This is what we want to form, we want to anchor in, we want to imprint. Similar to if you or any of your listeners have seen a radio that works without batteries. If you wind it and wind it and wind it, same principle we want to create a charge and an imprint um so i will connect them there i will have them do breathing and then we will claim divine blueprint like i was just saying for our healing this is my identity i'm the energy of love having a human experience and that frees me from the need to explain myself to anybody yeah. the need for approval the need to get love elsewhere i will guide them through that kind of integration and as they're doing it, we'll also call in all the energy that they have spent. And we're going back to the to the thing we talked about with projections and energies around us interacting. Well, I've spent that energy, and that's why it was there. And now we, we want to call all our energy back into the moment of now. So I'll got, kind of guide them through that, and we will bind it and tie it all together with a nice little bow with the christ with the law of one the singular aspect of love that's where you're going and i have such a firm knowing that i i can i've seen it so many times that i know it's going to happen so that firm knowing is important in your healing and i try to teach that to clients rather than wishing this would heal rather than asking for this to heal spend your time knowing that it is already healed and you will have a far better result. You know, even if it's not healed yet, spend your time using your mind to tell your heart that it is. Um, so I'll guide them through the the calling that energy back into the now. I will guide them through some programming where I will have them say some things and I will teach them. You have, you want to say these things as a matter of fact. And that's the thing you can't teach people belief, faith. Yeah. But you can tell them, hey, you know fire's hot. You know water's wet. That's how you want to approach these, like facts. So I'll teach them, say some few things, uh, like I'm a sovereign being. I am a sacred space. I am a holy space. And this is sort of now they're integrating with the idea that they deserve that. They they It becomes them, and it's also what they request out of their experience in turn because that's what they want to match. And then I teach them to, teach, uh, speak how to speak to their cellular memory, any lower charges blocking neural pathways that are stored there. Uh, University of California just did a paper on cellular memory too. Um, so we'll bring these charges together, and what my gift allows me to do is actually cause what's known as action potential on the nervous system where it reaches a threshold, and it begins to release that negative charge and bring in positive charge. So that begins to take place. A lot of times they yawn, burp. I had a guy, uh, yesterday who actually, he had, he used to do medicine ceremonies, things like that. So he had quite the purge, let's say. Yeah. Um, because it really creates polarity in our system. We'd rather a large negative charge, a large positive charge, you know, bring them together. You're doing alchemy and polarity. Well, the positive wins, you know. It's just, do we believe we deserve to feel these feelings in our system? Because it's foreign to some of us to feel love, to feel that safety. Um, so, yeah, we'll speak these energies out of us. We'll cut off the identities to them. You are not these diseases. You're not the ailments. You're not the pain you're feeling. You're, you're the energy that's feeling that pain, and you can separate from it. So know. that's a bit uh also inner child exercises reconnecting mind and heart
0: yeah because i think like i said i can only go on my past experiences and how listening to what you were saying resonated so much and i was just like "That, that that sounds so so familiar from when and there was a period in time when i was writing that book and i can only describe it as i felt connected and whenever I experience what I would call dark times in my life, the only thing I can describe it as that I lose the feeling of that connection. When I when mm-hmm. I have the feeling, yeah, that, it cuts you off. Yeah, it does, and I do. I feel, and I could be in a crowded room, but I feel isolated. But when I, yeah,
1: it's like you got a slice, a slice of interference came in between you and that signal.
0: Yeah, it, it, exactly. And when I feel the connection. The the more I feel it, the more I everything's just going to work out, and I, and I don't even know what that means. But mm-hmm. I, I'm not concerned about anything that's happening in my life.
1: Yeah, I totally understand. That's how I feel, probably eighty percent of the time.
0: Yeah, um,
1: it's that that surety that everything's fine.
0: Yeah, and and I don't want anything either.
1: Yeah, you know, like I mean, pretty said, much all people people have to do is command any lower cellular memory come together as one charge bind it to love tell it to enter love the singular expression of love christ whatever it is and to exit your system and be firm about it look at these energies that are blocking your path to divinity as violators because they are you're not going to let somebody come into your studio and steal all your equipment that's going to it's yeah. gonna rise up your temperature. And so should your temperature rise up about any violators, blocking me from feeling this again. It's time to go. I don't care what you are. That's how I speak to my consciousness. And they obey. These energies obey that charge because I'm creating a firm knowing charge that you gotta go.
0: So after when you came back after the second uh near death experience, and I think is that am I correct in saying that's when you started becoming a healer and getting psychic sort of insights and stuff like that. is that correct
1: oh well, i'd say it took many years it took many years of uh figuring out what was real what wasn't real am i crazy am i not crazy um yeah and it was like i was kind of putting the path of people you know having a woman at the time i was a store manager of a, a retail game store games i can't i don't know if i say their name but um retail game store uh a woman fell outside my store and she fell on the concrete and she was elderly and she was in pain for some reason. I don't know why, cause this was very out of my character for me before all this. I put my hand on her back. I was not a people person dude. And she looks at me, she turns her head and looks at me and she goes, I'm all warm and I don't have any pain. And I was like, okay. And it's like EMTs come and I go back to my station. I'm like, man, that was weird. So it was just try- going through the, the, the years of different experiences, putting it together. Um, having a lot of people leave my life because they thought I was nuts. A lot of people leave because they thought, you know, they're just judgy, you know, judging yeah. me instead of supporting and things like that. And I was left with just about nobody except for God. And I needed that time to form and strengthen this energetic connection this pathway Uh, many years i would say probably about a good 10 years of going through my false identities letting them go embodying the truth and authenticity and you know perfecting trying to perfect no nothing'll be perfect
0: so it's what it's interesting to me the do you think when you were there, even if you don't remember it, do you think you were shown something like actually this is a path that we you need to go on, or we want you to go on, or you should go on, or was it because you had memories of it that there's this conflict in kind of the conscious mind? It's like because you you were saying at the beginning, like you you weren't a believer of this stuff at all, and you just like there's part of your brain that's like hang on. I have to disprove this to myself. And in the process of Mm -hmm. doing that, you proved it to yourself.
1: Yeah. It was just too many things unexplained. I mean, like, it was almost like this energy when it came into me, it was like 2008, and it was all of a sudden somebody just hit a light switch. And it was this most undescribable, powerful energy in my stomach. It felt like a sun. And it felt like you were a kid on Christmas Eve or you were a kid and you were about to get that toy that you waited for for uh, however long and your parents were bringing you to the store to get it times a million, dude. Yeah. And that just started to burn away everything that was false in me. And uh, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. I totally forgot your question.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it sort of answered it as well because but what I was saying is, there's a point where you you, you don't believe then you have these experiences and
1: oh okay it- i know where i was going yeah um the energy just guided me dude it was almost like i was on autopilot sometimes and i was like well i don't know why i don't know how but i'm going here and i would and i learned to trust that and form this faith and see oh my god okay i'm being brought here for this to fix this problem brought here for this you know even if it was to work things out about my own life And it was like, man, I felt like I was sitting on the other end of an Xbox controller or video game controller, playing myself in this quantum experience, and I just was inserted into this body.
0: It's a nice way of looking at it, actually. That you, you kind of, there's a yeah. It's pretty strange. (laughs) No, but but I like that because there's a good visualization if if people could understand that. I I do these videos like for mental health and stuff that I've put on my Instagram account and TikTok account. And it is just like 30 seconds of wisdom, Mm -hmm. 30 seconds of me explaining how I I cocked something up and then had to put it right. And, but one of the things I've described before that is if you imagine that life is a game, a computer game. Mm -hmm. And once you've learned the rules, um, like you do with any platform game, you don't deviate from them. You know exactly where to go to get the health, exactly where to go to get, mm-hmm. food, you know, everything. And in the same sort of taking that concept that you've just mentioned, if you've got your Xbox controller, it's how, how would in that kind of platform game is right. So to, to raise your energy, you need to be loved. You need love. You need to generate love. And it's a self-fulfilling kind of concept.
1: Cause, yeah, cause yeah just, you need to bring your avatar into these other activities. You know, bring my yeah. avatar here and do this. And,
0: and that's what you do. You'd make this adjustment. Yeah, you would. You'd sit in the background, go into all of these places, just looking for love, just all the different concepts mm-hmm. of love, even if it's removing something from yourself to allow more love to, f- to flow in. And just the idea yeah. of me sitting there watching a TV screen, but seeing myself, controlling myself,
1: yeah, I was, just, I was there. <laughs> you're like just going around having this human experience as a human, and you're able to feel it, and you're in it, but you're also part of the control mechanism. Uh, I believe, you know, I, I'm kind of still stuck between. Okay, walking was I walking? I believe I probably was, and I think a lot of us were given instructions and things like that about what to expect when we got here, about. Be, uh, having to reconnect our circuit and our connectivity about cleansing and things like that. Um, yeah, it's just all been a wild ride.
0: That's good. And I'm just—I'm going to let you go because I'm conscious of time, and and I very much appreciate the, the time you've given me. So thank you very much. Uh, it, it's, it's been excellent. And- yeah, like
1: I said, like I, I'm like I hope I can fit it in a hat, but. You know, yeah. dude, it's like it's just so much. I could really go on and on. So yeah, if you ever want to have me on again for sure. Oh, you, cry. Um we yeah, could talk yeah, yeah. about we could talk about the uh, interdimensional aliens, whatever I, you want. I can do a whole series
0: on this if you wanted to. I could do, we could schedule something in once a month. I'm more than happy yeah. because um one, I, I just love the conversation. Two, I don't think enough people talk about it enough. From the perspective mm-hmm. of actually how many of us, if we're honest, do either experience these things or are curious about them
1: in the sense yeah, of really, knowing
0: there's something more.
1: My mission is just kind of I wish everybody at some point in their life would understand that if they connect their mind to their heart, they can hear their experience and their body and they can feel the love that I was able to feel the redemption, you know, of their whatever self-perceived character flaws they may have, it's all all false. You know, I want them to feel that love that I was able to feel.
0: That's a beautiful place to stop. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah, thank you, brother.
0: You're welcome. Right, That's another episode of the David Watson Podcast. As always, thank you very much for liking, subscribing, supporting, and listening. I really, really do appreciate it. I hope you liked talking to Stephen or listening to Stephen, should I say, and hopefully in the near future, I'll be able to set up some more podcasts with him and hopefully I'll also be able to pick up some more guests. It's been a bit quiet for a while, um, but I haven't given up and hopefully you'll hear a lot more more from me soon. Thank you. Bye-bye.